I mean, I, 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 I want to say they're ready, but I don't know if they're quite ready yet. Eric, are you Andrew. ready to bring these people to thunder? I need guitars. So we, we got some piano, but I need guitars before I say that they're ready. I think they need guitars. We need to talk turtle to these people. Are you ready to talk turtle to these people, Eric? I think they're ready now. I feel it. You feel it? I feel it. Man, you're really so jamming great. that piano. Aquamansion. Oh. Come on, Eric. These people are ready. I can see them. They're in the crowd. No homo. They want to talk turtle. Let's talk turtle. Feeling something epic. No homo. Oh my god. Well, here we are. Let's talk turtle. That's it. Yeah. Great. Ah. We got uh. We we kept. We I hands are shaking so much right now i don't know why we brought the whole audience out and then we started just jamming yeah and now um, they're gone i don't know where they went they just left as soon as we turned the music off i mean we had a drummer uh you were playing keys so i was playing guitar and uh yeah yeah you know that's how we roll sometimes we kick things up a notch for this episode this is the milestone episode of entourage how's that oh, it's the third episode of the second season well, yeah, naturally. That's that had S two o three. That carries milestone. Uh, you know, needless to say, with it, with it, we're on the eleventh episode of the series as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we got a house band now. Oh yeah! Anytime we want, we can call them on, like right now. Yeah, and they play like anything right now, like right now. They're not playing anything. Yeah. All right, I got it. Like, right now. What? What do you? I don't. No. No. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Okay. No more. All right. Two oh three. Aquamansion. Jinx, you owe me a coke. <laughs> And you can't talk for the rest of the episode until you get me a Coke. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. You can talk. Oh, all right, because I wasn't going to. Well, respect your elders. Plus, I wouldn't be uh, be able to get any uh, any Coke until I suck that crackhead's dick out behind my apartment. I don't get the joke. So, um, where do we start with Aquamansion? Well, we, st- we start out where... Most entourage uh, episodes start out in uh, perfume section. Yes, we begin with the perfume ladies, uh, ladies department, or is it just like a skincare department? Of uh, I would say it looks. Oh, that's a good point. I just my mind immediately went to perfume, but you are. Yeah. It does look like a skincare department too, as well. Like you yeah. know, you walk into a Macy's and you see all that gobbledygook. 
Yeah, and Turtles uh, spitting game right out the gate in this episode. You're being very generous with spitting game. Yeah, it's uh, more like just like saying things and then acknowledging his presence. Yeah, did you get? Did you catch any of his lines? I ignored it because it was all garbage. And then uh, when Vince is like, "Hey, Turtle, you want a girlfriend before we go to the Playboy Mansion?" Yeah, Uh, Turtle immediately believes that he could get a girlfriend with any of these women. And he goes, right. I ain't going to waste my time with any of you. Right, because just opening my mouth and being around them is is just putting me in jeopardy to, for a long-term relationship before the Playboy Mansion party. Yeah, I think if it... Let's, let's assume Turtle manages to bed one of these ladies. Right. Do you think there's going to be a second date? Probably not. Exactly. Turtle, Probably not. you're too full yourself. And I, and I heard that, uh, you know, if going by the lore of Entourage is any indication of how he gets down in the in, in the sack with ladies, I don't even know if he makes it to actually de-robing de- around them. I think he just jerks himself off inside of his own pants. Mm-hmm. And I don't think uh, he gets to the final step. He only gets uh, to the bed, and that's it. Nothing else after. Yeah, you ever see uh, Celeste and Jesse forever? Yes. Like that one guy, that one creepy guy that... Uh, just jerks that, off on the bed? Yeah, who jerks off on top of her, like, in his pants. That's what Turtle does. <laughs> Great, funny scene in a little cute movie. Yeah, good movie. I, If you haven't seen Less Than Jesse Forever, I recommend it. It's a fun little uh, romantic comedy. Yeah, poignant little fun romantic comedy. Lightweight. Rashida but. Jones, we'd love to have you in the show. Talk yes. to with us. Andy yes. Sandberg, same offer goes out to you, buddy. Absolutely. And uh, Andy Chris um, your phone Cena calls? is in it as well, who's very, very good and underrated. But has Andy returned your phone calls? He hasn't returned any of mine. He has not. What do, what do you think we did to make him so angry? I'm not sure. I don't know. You know, you get you get to a level like that, and you know, you just stop caring about the little people. You know, we done so much for him when he was getting up in there, and now. Yeah, he crashed on my couch a bunch, and uh, now, uh, now I never hear from him. So alive. turtle. Wants $1,200 pajamas to go to the Playboy Mansion because there's a party at the Playboy Mansion, correct? Yes. Uh, these are disgusting pajamas, by the way. Why would anyone like yeah. this? It's like the most boring card. It's literally gray on gray. Yeah, Um. it looks like something... I. I mean, when I was in high school, I had like this weird like fashion identity crisis where I didn't listen a whole lot of hip-hop, but... I mean, I listened to, like, Tupac and, like, the basics, um, but I was more of, like, into hardcore and, like, metal. But I had this weird identity crisis where I wore, like, baggy, like, like Echo and Triple Five Soul and, like, Fat Farm type of stuff. And that looks like something I would have worn oh, when God. I was that. He's wearing a Mark Echo shirt in this episode, by the way. I'm pretty sure he is. That's um, horrible. Echo. Yeah. Is, is Echo one of the greatest insults to fashion of all time? I mean, I don't know. When I was... You know, between 15 and 17, I mean, that was my shit. But uh, Turtle, as a grown man, I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe a d- little bit of a Looking back story. on the past, I can say, Mark Echo, your clothes are shit, and you are shit. <clears throat> we had a great video game, though. Mark Echo yeah, well, getting up. Yeah, what was that game called? Mark Echo getting up. Getting nut? Getting, <laughs> getting up. Getting up. <laughs> getting nuts. Oh. That would be a whole different game. It's almost the same game when you think about it in the title alone. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Same difference. Um, so what is? I, I guess the, there's. This pretty a, has a pretty strong plot. There's not really any uh, things stopping it around. It's basically they go to the Playboy Mansion. That's the main episode. 
Yeah, I mean, it's very lightweight, though, even for an Entourage episode. Like, yeah, they're going to the Playboy Mansion, and well, then Johnny uh, has some, conflict. like, history there. I would say that's the one part that doesn't have any conflict. It's pretty much obvious what's going on. It's like, the, that goes there, there, it goes there. Yeah, and then you could, even though it's more important to the fabric of the show, you could argue that it's, like, not as important to the episode. Is the whole uh, Vince trying to, everyone trying to convince Vince to sign off on uh, the Aquaman. By the way, that costume they rolled out, what? Oh uh, yeah. Um, um. What the first main problem I had with it is, Aquaman has goggles. Why? Aquaman has goggles, and um, I, I, it bothered me that um, who's the the executive character? That guy who plays like a bad guy and everything. Uh, Paul Paul Ben Victor. Paul Bartz. Uh, no, the guy who played Spiro uh, from uh, The Wire season two. Oh yeah. Uh, he's a great, great character Spirit actor. He usually plays bad guys, but he's playing this like tough as nails, like cool as ice, like executive. And he's like, "Wait till you see the suit." Oh, uh, and he also goes, "You know how long Clint Eastwood's been with this company for?" Yeah, seventy years. Which no, nineteen thirty-four. Um, because two thousand four, right? Yeah, isn't isn't Eastwood like eighty-five now? Yeah. So what the fuck are they talking about? He was there when he was like a fucking baby? I don't know. Was and he like he was a child making, actor? And he was making Italian westerns like in the 60s and 50s, right? 60s, definitely. I don't yeah. know about the 50s. Maybe, like, uh, yeah. Was he like a child actor? Like, I don't didn't, know. Didn't like really come to prominence until he was like in his 20s and 30s? Maybe. But then he, he how would he be with the studio for that long as a child actor if he's got probably downtime in between movies, right? Yeah. Makes no sense. It's bullshit. Um, but yeah, he's so cocksure. He's like, he's like, oh, you, you're not feeling it yet. You're gonna Wait, love the suit. suit. Yeah. And also, this is that whole scene is like a perfect parody of where WB is today in regards to superhero movies. What have they done? Well, they are doing the DC movies. Oh, okay. The Batman's so and the Supermans. Okay. Yeah. And he's I going darker, edgier. We do Batman. We don't make we don't make your daddy superhero movies. We make ba- real man superhero movies. Not for no ladies allowed, <laughs> and they also make horrible costumes. Um, yeah, well, that that Aquaman costume it actually prompted me to uh, to because I I don't know what Aquaman is supposed to look like. I looked it up. Aquaman's He's, traditional costume isn't very good. Well, his uh, costume from Brave and the Bold, the cost the cartoon is really good. It's like yeah, I don't orange. know if I saw that one in the. I just Perfect. did a quick like Google image search. Well, I think it just depends because it looks like on Vince it wouldn't look good because he's like he's got like no buffness to him. He's scrawny, yeah. Yeah, he can't really pull that off. He needs like a big ass chest. Yeah. Tight, big ass. Yeah, like Bill Paxton. Yeah, you want to you want to squeeze it like a bunch of tomatoes. You know what I mean? You need to get that Bill Paxton body before you put on that Aquaman yeah. suit. First, you get the Bill Paxton ass. Yeah. Then you get the power. And then yep. you get the ladies. That's it. And, uh, yeah, um, this was it? like a parody of like a terrible costume. It looked like something it like. It's so Prince. relevant nowadays. And same company, which is amazing to me. Who? The Warner Brothers. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. They, they have a lot of clout. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Entourage was prescient. And this was a year before Batman, so it's really weird to hear Vince talk about. Oh, you mean. Uh, Schumacher or uh, Burton, Cause, right? Because this is before the Nolan films, right? It's like a year, a before. year before, so oof. 
This yeah. whole episode is a lot of data jokes that don't work at all. Well, I like how Vince's saying that was supposed to be like, oh, this boy's done his homework. It's like, like you oh, know, <laughs> they're really big movies, Vince. They're like, yeah, right. Like he, cause he knows the director of this huge franchise, uh, you know, like they're like impressed. They're like, oh, Schumacher Burton. He looks like he's, we've met our match. <laughs> oh my God. Did they have Wikipedia in 2004? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So he went on Wikipedia and like, Burton Schumacher. Right, because he can't read. We know. But he wrote it on his hand. And that's why you see in the scene where he's just kind of looking at his hand, he has a palm open. He's looking, yeah. he puts it right to his face and just yeah. reads off. But Burton Schumacher. Yeah, exactly, because he can't read. Um, so. Oh, but before the meeting starts, there's a great. Uh, scene where Vince and E meet up with Ari before and they're trying to convince uh, Ari to get uh, Drama taken back to the Playboy Mansion which is a plot line that runs out throughout where Drama's banned for life. Yes. He let loose some monkeys. Yes. Ari, as we're alleged to believe in the beginning but we're told the facts later. Yeah, I thought that, you know, when they when I found out the reason he was banned, I'm like, oh, that further cements drama as the moral center of the show, you know, if you interpret it as like an act of like animal kindness. Well, but then well, you find out that it wasn't him. Well, first of all, we can't really do that because you find out in the Troyola line, one of the monkeys ripped apart a woman's face. Yeah, but that's afterwards and Well, that's after they let the monkeys loose. So fuck off. Right. Well, it wouldn't if it, there's the argument that maybe that wouldn't happen if they weren't kept in captivity in the first place. Maybe if they were properly let loose instead of let loose during a huge party. Maybe. Okay, but anyway, there's a great part when they're walking up, and I'm going to play that clip for us right now. Let's enjoy. And all I ask in return is that you say yes to Aquaman. He's here, Ari, one step at a time. Don't you mean one stroke at a time? Oof. What was that in reference to? Uh, that's when they're walking to the meeting and one step at a time. And I guess Vince is trying to make a joke and he's trying to make like an Aquaman joke because swimming. Oh, stroke, swimming stroke. Yeah. And oof. I thought he was talking about jerking off strokes. <laughs> no, this is not Turtle. This is Vince. He wouldn't talk about that. That's too vulgar for his tongue. Yeah, he's not. Like, he you know, uh, Dogen from Lost, he's to speak English. <laughs> Dogen. <laughs> That's your favorite character. Oh my god, I love Dogen. He's <laughs> I don't so think great. He's got, the, he's got he's my favorite lost character. He's so, <laughs> oh god. He's got his little lackey he's talking for him. And then he <sighs> feels so bad, so like, hey man, I don't speak English. Doesn't work off my tongue, bro. But then he could speak English, right? Yeah. Yeah. That and was then, all bullshit. And then Jack takes a pill. And then they're like, it's yeah. poison, what are you doing? And, it's like, and, then, right, you guys and then Saeed kills all of them, right? Or something? Uh, who cares? It was terrible. I want to talk about more about that scene. <laughs> I hate that fucking goddamn arc so much from Lost. Yeah, Fuck that. it's pretty bad. Well, you're free to edit this out. I just yeah. felt like talking about it for a second because, oh, fuck. Oh, in, uh, in the context of Entourage, uh, Lost was peaking around this time, yeah. right? This is the first season. Really? I thought it started in 03. No, 04, I think. Are you sure? It's either 04 or 03, and it still would be the first season, probably. Oh, okay. Because it wouldn't be peaking in the second season. Come on. 
I'm yeah, you're almost right. 100% positive it was 04. Okay. The thing, six years, and then in 2010, right? Yes, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, don't fuck with me on loss, man. I know my shit. Yeah. Um, anyway, s- yet Entourage around the same time, so they're basically like brothers. Yeah. Um, so we got Aquaman. We have the turtle. Uh, I'm sorry, the um, drama, the Playboy Mansion, and then drama's whole thing. And that's and basically turtle this. has a D plot here too. Turtle's D plot is trying to pay for the pajamas. Pajamas, yeah, yeah. Which he he tries to sell swag that Vince got from Apple. I guess. And like oh, hang on, I, I want to play. Uh, I know we just got finished playing a clip. I want to play this whole scene. Dear Lord, when a monster turtle is in this scene. Okay. I can't give you a cash refund for this turtle. It was a gift from corporate to Vince. Come on, Kathy, hook me up. I'll throw in an eighth of the hacks crib we do like so much. That's a very generous offer, turtle, but I'm a friend of Bill W's now. Oh, and he's got better weed than the hack. Bill W's code, Jack. Does it mean she's in recovery? She needs to recover from weed. Tell you what, turtle, I'll give you a store credit. What the fuck am I going to do with that? Okay, first of all, Turtle doesn't immediately back down and go, okay, she's in recovery. Maybe I shouldn't do this. His first thought right after is like, what the fuck am I going to do with store credit? What the fuck? Yeah, what am I going to do with this one, you know, with the thing that you're going out on a limb to give me, which I shouldn't even be giving you because you're trying to refund a swag gift that a corporate gave to a actor. Hi, my name is Turtle. I'm a terrible person. (laughs) Um. Yeah, that that was pretty disgusting. It's a very uh, distressing scene. Yeah, just how grubby he is and how indifferent he is to her. The play of the suffering and drama's like like, hey man, she's in recovery. Let her be, you know. Yeah. Um. Again, again I, moral center of the show. Yeah. I, I did not realize this, and I did not expect this. Uh, running through this series again to see drama. Well, drama is usually uh, the most centered. Yeah, he is. Even though he has his bouts so of, you know, attacking people. But he's yeah. very centered usually. Yeah. Well, he, he, he is like the most, uh, you know, Good moral, nature. most human. He doesn't uh, immediately go, how can I get ahead or how can I spite this person? Right. Well, he right. No, he goes ahead to try to figure out how he can get ahead. It's more like running in like parallel, I think. Yeah. Well, another another thing going on in this episode is their uh, house shopping. They need to be out of their current mansion, so they kind of look for another mansion, but Man. they go to like a normal house first. This episode and, is almost impossible to talk about without just going into tangents. Yeah, because there's, there's a, lo- there's there's a, a lot, lot of going nothing on here. going on, yeah. but it's spread in different directions. But I gotta say, I enjoyed this episode quite a bit. Um, It was better than the last one. I, it wasn't as good as 201. No, no. Um, which is still the the peak of the season for me so far. But it's, yeah, like it, was, it was enjoyable. Outing. Couple it, good songs yeah. in this episode. Uh, Pistol of Fire by Kings of Le- by Kings of Leon before they got like really arena rock. Never transfer Ned song. That's three transfer Ned songs in this whole show so far. There was a transfer Ned song. They played this fire when uh, drama was going to Ralph Macchio's house. Oh, okay. And then there's a Queens of the Stone Age song uh, but playing. Very odd. It's coming out of Ari's car. Is it? Yeah, I did not figure him to be a Queens of the Stone Age fan. Maybe it was just on the radio. Hmm. Was it a like, single? It's a, it's, a mid, it's a mid-song. Why would he keep playing it then if he's like, you know, enjoying it? Not I me mean, not enjoying it. I don't know. That is weird. I I find that 
incongruous inc- whoa incongruous yeah of the character um ari had a great line when he when they get to the, i guess the studio lot yes. uh when they're before they go into the meeting with warner brothers and uh he parks in someone else's space peter hall and he's like fuck peter hill never heard of him um was it peter hill? That was a good line but as far as insults i didn't really write well, any i down. have my insult of the week ready to go you want me to play it uh yeah go ahead all right here we go insult of the week and if you're not home by 2 a.m I'm going to be standing at the gate screaming, Ari Gold, Super Agent, for Goddess Viagra. That's a pretty fucking sweet burn, I think. That, that was a great scene. I actually wrote that down as... as well, um, that is a huge highlight because Ari creeping down the stairs and trying to creep out of the house is hilarious. It is. And, Again, um, Piven, amazing, gifted, physical actor. Yes. So, would you say that the show... Wait, uh, do you didn't have anything else to say about the fucking scene? About the what scene? No, I was going to talk about Ari. Oh, well... You don't want to say anything else about the scene? It's pretty funny. About the, I was I was going to talk about this scene. I was just going to talk about like more in the greater context rap- of the world. Yeah. Uh, why? What did you want to talk about specifically? Well, there's the part where he's walking down, and like right when he gets on the, you think he's going to be okay. Yeah, and, it's and just, she you, pops up. Yeah, it's a really great because it's not like her immediately saying what the fuck's going on. It's like a good two seconds after, so she yeah. knows for sure what's going on. It's really funny. Yeah, and he kind of doubles back, and he's like, uh, you know, Playboy Mansion, strip clubs, whorehouses, I go with where the clients are, or something like that. Well, it's great, because he's trying to shove his pajamas underneath all his clothes, so you can't see it. Right, he's wearing he's wearing a full-blown suit with pajamas underneath it, which is a great visual uh, gag there, which I liked a lot. Um, but you were trying to say? Yeah, I was going to say, um, as far as the depiction of uh, uh, Ari's wife is concerned... Um, do you think that the show sort of atones for some of its misogyny by having her kind of like a straight, uh, a strong, um, no, she, so far, she hasn't really been fun or anything like that. She's just been kind of like the buzzkill. You know what I mean? I she, guess so. Cause she always has like one thing. It's like bust Ari's balls. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess she has no character yeah. to her yet. Yeah. She gets really funny true. lines, but then she has like no character. Yeah, I mean, I guess I was kind of, uh, you know, considering the idea that, you know, yeah, she's busting his balls, but he's a character who There's deserves... There's horrible misogyny later on. Um, but it's not due to the show, it's the show itself. We'll get to it later on. It's the last job of the show. I'll, we'll get to it. Oh, at the mansion. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so I, I, was, I was, like, flirting with the idea that Miss Gold is somewhat... Uh, <coughs> The show, maybe the show's effort to sort of compensate for some of its misogyny, well, but yeah, maybe not. Uh, I want to get back to uh, the house shopping because that's another important part of this episode. Right. There's, they, for some reason, they get shown this, not this rude looking house. It's like kind of acceptable for like you know a family. Yep. I was very confused why the realtor decided to show uh, Vince that house. Even I mean, even at the price range, you probably have like you know previews beforehand, like hey. Take a look at this. I printed it out. It tells you what the house is about. Like, why like would, how would they end up there? Yeah. Why would they ever go there? Why did she ever have them look at this house in the beginning? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I guess it was like a narrative shortcut to sort of say that they're... Yeah. They need, they're big boys. They need a big house. Well, that their money is not going... Uh, their money doesn't get what it they thought it would. Well, it's also... There's a really weird, really bizarre scene where... Uh, they're on the second floor. It's drama and turtle. 
They're in separate bedrooms. They're looking around, yeah. and there's a shared bathroom, and they both look inside. And then Drama says, "No, no, not again." Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? What well, happened? Well, no, because they shared bathrooms, and he just doesn't want to share a bathroom with Turtle again. I, there's got to be something else more than that. I feel well, like Turtle like looked upset. Turtle's like, "Why? Why don't you want to share a bathroom with me?" Like Turtle <laughs> seemed like really into the idea. <laughs> I'm just very curious what the shared history is. I don't think it's just. The shared bathroom. There's got to be something else going on there. I don't know. Well, we know that uh, drama. Uh, Turtle uses drama's lotion, fifty dollar lotion, to jerk off. Yeah, with. make turtle soup. And make turtle soup with. But we don't know for sure what exactly is the crisis that's led to this. I'm sure that's part of it. The fact that he's using his lotion. No, because then it's like there's multiple bathrooms in the mansion they're at now, right? I got uh, imagine. Yeah. Well, I guess so. But they're sharing one. No, they can't just be sharing. Oh, that's true. I think they're sharing one because uh, they're on the same floor. And Vince probably has his own. He's in the guest house. Okay, it makes sense. Um, Even though, still, it's just a really weird scene because there's no explanation. What do you think happened? Uh, Turtle came in the bathroom one night when drama was on the toilet, and he tried seducing him. Of course. No, oh, well, that's Turtle ran out of girls to threaten, <laughs> <laughs> and he saw that fifty-dollar bottle of lotion on his uh, the bathroom. Yeah. glittering in the distance while drama was on the toilet it's like alright time to make some turtle soup um, that's my theory anyway what's your theory could, do you have a theory um, uh, I don't know I thought the lotion steal the, lo- the lotion pilfering was enough but if not um, I don't know I gotta think about it more well uh, let's get back to the suit for one second uh, the Aquaman oh. suit Vince okay. is whining about it the whole episode, going, oh, I don't want to wear that suit. Yeah, I'm a big boy. I want to tooth my own clothes. And he right. goes, my ideal costume is just wearing a T-shirt. And I'm like, this is the proto-Adam Sandler right here. Oh, my God. Yeah. He just wants yeah. to go make fucking vacation to home movies. Yeah. I don't. In fact, I don't, I don't want to do any movie where I can't wear a T-shirt or I don't want to play any character where I can't wear a T-shirt and jeans or something like that. And it was like, I'm like, fuck off, man. Like, don't I play don't. a character, you asshole. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Like, act- He clearly has no care for the craft of acting. Right. So, um, I don't get why he always complains, like, I want to do something for myself. Like, you clearly don't give a shit, because you just want to go, I just want to wear my fucking jeans and my t-shirt, bro. Put, yeah. Sit down in my chair and just let the jokes come to me, my man. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know how they expect us to feel about Vince, you know? Especially on this rewatch. Like, He's such a piece of shit. He's just very, very bland to the point of, I, you know, uh, to the point where... And he cries about everything. Like, if nothing goes his way, he starts fucking bawling his eyes out. That's what it is for the whole show, when you think about it. Do you think the show is aware of this? No, not at all. He's a crybaby, like, an entitled crybaby? You don't think so? They don't acknowledge it at all. They never comment on it, really. Maybe he's... Because then he comments on it, but he's always a pissy baby, too. So it's like... Was E being a pissy baby or is Vince being a pissy baby? You don't know. Yeah, I feel like they should have had the Ari character like more of a foil. Like, there should have been like one big confrontation where he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Stop fucking crying. You're a grown ass yeah. man. You're in a position where so many people wish they could be. Fucking man up and do a fucking movie. Yeah, I feel like they begin to flirt with that idea like a couple times, but they never really sell it fully. Exactly. It's very frustrating. 
I yeah yeah for that scene I wrote in my notes uh, Vince fuck off <laughs> like like I stopped right like observing things and I was just talking to the character in my notes because that that just really annoyed me. There's two big I we already covered data jokes but there's like two huge data jokes like what kind of jokes dated like oh. jokes about celebrities and oh boy what were they well there's a star jones joke first of all oh, where yeah. and it's very weird because like it's just shauna talking like after she gets off the phone with vince or e or whatever yeah and it's so you know not part of anything and it's yeah. weird they kept it in the scene it's like they're like they ran like 10 30 seconds too long and like oh fuck uh just come up with something it's improv improv it's like uh star jones is in news lately uh uh she she in a lot of fat food huh uh, i don't even remember that joke shauna said that uh where the her assistant goes uh star jones wants chocolate or something like she goes oh, oh that fat fuck right. yeah she can't fit in that fucking trunk better fill the fucking trunk full of chocolates star jones fat blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there was a joke about um, Lara Flynn Boyle, too, yes, right? Yes, I have that down. And it's like, oh, Lara Flynn Boyle. I think E makes it? Someone makes it, and you know what? That's not going to look good 10, 11 years after. I did like in this episode how E and Ari are finally like beginning to get well, on the same page. I think page. E's starting to get used to the idea of being an actual manager and not just a friend. And he realizes yeah. that, the, oh, this is a business. I'm trying to make a business decision. And he's not just blindly standing in opposition to Ari on every fucking point, exactly. which she kind of did in the first season. And, and, and they're kind of, you know, there's that, that brief moment where Vince walks out of the Aquaman meeting and he's like, I'm not doing it. And he's like, I'll take care of it to Ari, like, you know, insisting that, yeah, we're on the same page now. Finally. Um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll talk to him about this. And he kind of continues to bother Vince about doing Aquaman and he's, he's pretty much right on job, most of it. Yeah. Um, so that was refreshing to see them finally like sort of working together. Uh, I just want to get to back to the drama story because uh, like after this point they go to well drama himself goes to Ralph Macchio's house because yes. according to drama Ralph Macchio let loose the monkeys screaming about Peter oh. or whatever. Right. And but they're goes, not sure because they were so drunk. Yeah. But he goes to his house and knocks on the door, and Ralph Macho's there. It's cool. And he's like talking to his wife, like, Can I go to the Playboy Mansion? Like, go away, honey. Yeah, and, yeah. But the scene is shot so badly. It's like really bad framing. It's just like a quick two by two, you know what I'm talking about? Where it's it's just, just like a shot, counter shot. Yeah, basically. But it's framed really bad because Ralph Macho's kind of looking down on him because he's on a higher level than drama. The eye level doesn't match. Well, the eye level doesn't match at all well it looks like they're not even in the same scene or the same time of day it's really awkward it's like listen i want to be in the show but i don't want to act with any any these people do you think they just went to ralph macchio's like actual house and just filmed that i begged them please like they just had him in there well this episode does not have a lot of good celebrity well, well there's one big celebrity cameo uh yeah i mean big as far as random um, no, I mean, right. like an actual big celebrity cameo. I mean, they're going to oh, Playboy right. Mansion. That's right, a celebrity. Right, right. I think it's safe. I think it's safe to say Hugh Hefner is a celebrity. Right. Maybe it's just me, but for me, Hugh Hefner is a celebrity. He's a celebrity. I agree. And, and before that scene, I, I did like how uh, Ari was getting his pajamas tailored. <laughs> He's like a little a little break at the slipper, like like. And she, <laughs> I, and did, I didn't catch that line. Yeah, yeah, you see him getting like his 
pajamas tailored, which which I thought was a really nice touch. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um. Oh, turtle. Uh, so, turtle. Can we talk about the actual? Oh, so <clears throat> regarding their house, um, they end up at this like villa that Marlon Brando. Oh, and uh, the biggest problem with the scene is she goes, Johnny Depp lived here, uh, when he was uh, filming Ed Wood. I'm like, okay, no, 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 no. Was his biggest movie Donnie Brasco at that point? At um, I don't know. He might have not have been living there when he filmed Donnie Brasco. Because it's 94. He's, they're saying he's living there when he's filming Ed Wood. So I'm saying, like, in his career. What, well, did Donnie, Donnie Brasco? Donnie, well, Donnie Brasco came out in 96. He might have moved by then. So how the fuck did he have the star power to get that fucking house? Edward Scissorhands and uh, Crybaby. Those are two biggest giant movies before Ed Wood I could think of that would make him... Even close to being a celebrity. He had more than that. Think about it, bro. He had Benny and June. What the fuck is that? It's a beautiful romance film. About what? I never heard about this. About uh, Benny and June. Look it up. It's a 90s romance picture. Did it actually make money? Did it make bank? Did it make buco dollars? No, Dinaris? I don't think so. I don't think it made money. Um, so I find a- that very incongruous with Johnny Depp's uh, time in history in that point. He had that 21 Jump Street money, son. <laughs> Which was like almost, that was almost a decade after, before. Uh, I don't know. Edward was what, 2004? Uh, oh, 94. Yeah. Jesus. That's um, what makes it so unbelievable to me. It's a throwaway line. They're just doing it because, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean's like the same year this came right. out. And I'm like, no, no, no. You can't fucking do that. No, 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 no. I didn't even spend much time thinking about the logistics. I was more thinking, um, but yeah, it is a good point. Yeah, what else? I, I need to look at his IMDb because I forgot what he did. But I feel like he was established by the time Ed Wood came out. Um, but I was more thinking when, when uh, Vince's follow-up line was, you know, oh, Johnny Depp, that's the career I want. And it's like, and it's like you, uh, you look at Johnny Depp's career now and he's almost become a parody of himself. It's the saddest, it's just, saddest thing. This is Johnny Depp's career right now. Well, yeah, he's um. There's but a me at the that... end of the Little Ranger third act. Lone Ranger. Yeah. Was it good? No, it's terrible. But the uh, action scene at the end. Yeah. Oh my god, it's like one of the best action scenes of all time. No lie. Really? It's fucking fantastic. I really? do not like that movie at all. I think it's garbage. But that last action scene at the end is like amazing. He has a like a mob movie coming out that apparently people are like, all right, well Johnny Depp seems to give a shit again, so that would well, be nice. I mean, he is a ta- he he does have talent. He just coasts on his fucking yeah. silly hats so often. And uh, well, when was the last time he did a mob movie? Uh, Public Enemies. I like that. I think that movie is a big old bowl of garbage. And I'm a big Michael Mann movie fan. Michael. Big How many Michael- times have you seen it? Once. Yeah, I, I think it uh, improves on rewatch. And that, speaking of that, that's Michael Mann's toilet. Wait, and I not only I, I do think Depp was fine, perfectly fine in that. I mean, whether you know, I think the movie might have a little uh, some pacing issues, like uh, man being maybe a little too indulgent. But like I said, I do like it, and I think um, Depp is fine. Is that toilet? <laughs> so they take Brando's house 
they finally get to the um, so they finally get to the Playboy Mansion. Um, and did you catch Turtles' first line when they walked in? No. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I, can you say it though? You do the best turtle voice. Oh, I don't. I do a better drama voice. Oh, I, uh, I do the turtle voice. That's right. Yeah. Um, look at all these big fake titties. Yeah. Were you looking at all your nice fake titties in this place? No, fake titties. Fake titties. Because then they have a like, line like, I, I, he makes a joke where he goes, I, I love them all except women's right to choose. Fuck off, turtle. No, no, he said I, I, I support women's right to choose. Yeah, suck off, turtle. Do you know he's like, he probably does though. As soon as he gets a chick, he's like, oh, you better get that aborted. <laughs> if he somehow... <laughs> To get well, he'll never impregnate anyone because his dick girl. never loses his pants because yeah. he just comes inside. But if his it, pants like some divine miracle, he manages to impregnate a girl, uh, the first thing he's gonna tell like, get an abortion. It's the best hope for you. <laughs> you don't want little turtles in you. Oh Jesus! Bunch of snapping turtles coming out of you. Soft <laughs> cells. God damn it. Um. So uh, we get a couple. Uh, so we have Ralph Macchio, we have Hef, and then uh, what's the, the big cameo of this episode? Whoa, 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 I feel hang like. on. Uh, they sneak drama in. They when sneak he goes drama him, in. They try sneaking him earlier. He it fails. Yeah, I feel like they had like maybe aspirations of like a, a, a pseudo like heist film right. plot or, or, or scheme to get him in, and they're just like turtles just like no 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 though i just found a, a short part of the fence that you could hop over and that was it well they had you know, it'd be funny if they had like a sort of like a heist movie moment where they're trying to discuss how to sneak drama in like all right let's do this let's do this right and then someone just goes just fucking throw him in the trunk and they throw him in the trunk yeah that would actually have been a nice little uh a funny moment yeah but, instead, but yeah. it's like they wanted to set the drama up beforehand oh yeah. pun intended they want to yeah. set the drama up beforehand where, oh, I guess he's not going to think because he's accepted his place in society as being a fucking loser because he'll never go to the Playboy Mansion. Right. Uh, but they decide to sneak him in to the back. Yeah. And Vince is, for some reason, trying to say, oh, no, it's my idea, guys, as though that's going to get drama off the hook. I right. Because he, he, he still somehow has that much clout after doing fucking uh, head-on. Head-on, apply directly to the forehead, and uh, Queen's Boulevard. Yeah. Which hasn't come out yet, but I'm very excited. I am Queens Boulevard. Speaking of which, um, how 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 many cars can the Playboy Mansion like support? Hold? Yeah, exactly. That was it was like a line, line of cars. It's like for a concert. Yeah. Um, do they have valet, or does do the valet, valet like drive them to another lot off site? I bet you they go because like, they drive to the mansion and they probably have valet take the car out. Take the car somewhere else. Yeah. That like makes another sense. facility. Yeah, we can only speculate because God, we will never go to the Playboy Mansion ever. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm not confident. Even sure where in where in LA it is. I uh, yeah, I, Sunset. I, they said because it's sunset. like you could hook your you could put your thumb out on Sunset to turtle. Well, yeah, that, that he was saying to go walk. Sunset's like a busier street. You could walk, put your thumb out, and hitch a ride on Sunset. Like I don't think it's actually on Sunset. He was saying to go to Sunset and hitch a ride. Well, maybe he's making. Uh, uh, reference to Sunset Boulevard, his favorite movie. Maybe Billy Wilder. Yeah, it's like put your thumb out to Sunset Boulevard. You get all the answers you need, man. That's it. Uh, um, but they sneak drama in through the monkey zoo again. They sneak Tell drama in, and he does the smart thing when you're at a party you shouldn't be at, and he immediately starts picking a fight with Ralph Macchio. 
Who's at the Playboy Mansion as well? Who, who's also there? So that, like you know, and instead of immediately being in, like thrown out, out, beaten by security because yeah. they're white guys, yeah, uh, um, they are just talked down to by Hugh Hefner, who yeah. just comes and goes. Hey, hey, what's all the hubbub, bub? Yeah, stiff, stiff line reading by uh, by Hef. I thought I thought it was actually pretty natural in this. To be honest, Did you? yeah, I thought he was like, oh, you know what, you can act. All right. You could carry a movie, I think. You could carry a franchise. Yeah. He should be Aquaman. He should be the next Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. It'd be great. It's to see Hugh Hefner go, hey, fellas, what's all the hubbub, bub? He's the Spider-Man, and the bad guy of the next Spider-Man is uh, is Hulk Hogan. What do you think of that? Uh, who's Hulk Hogan playing? The Vulture? I don't know. You know the villains. I don't know Hulk, the villains. Uh, the Vulture's like a flying man. Yeah, that's Hulk Hogan. He's like, oh, yeah, brother. Hulkamania <laughs> gonna get ya. I mean, Vulturemania gonna get ya. And then, what's all the hubbubba? Vulture bubba? Yeah. Because yeah. he's a great, you know, uh, in addition to great web slinging, he's great at, you know, uh, quips. You know, uh, the web slinging is a metaphor for, for jacking off because it's like his coming of age and he's really coming of age because it's like these white ropes that shoot out of his wrist and it's like jizz. Listen, that's, that joke was about as funny as when I heard it back in high school. <laughs> um, so, uh, finally the whole... I don't care how uh, many times you tell me a week about that joke. It's still not funny. The drama and uh, Machio and Hef thing come to a head and they finally throw... Uh, our, our final cameo of the week under the bus turns out to be Pauly Shore. Well, to be fair, they're not throwing him under the bus. Pauly Shore threw drama under the bus when he got blamed. And he's so. been going to the party for decades now at this point. I guess and so. And drama has been thrown out of paradise. Much yeah. like Adam and Eve themselves. Yes. But Adam now, and Eve. unlike Adam and Eve, he gets invited back to uh, the Garden Eden. Adam and, who turned out to be Adam and Eve and lost? Oh. Was it Rosen Bernard? No, you fucking moron. It was the man in black and his mom. Two characters that were introduced All in the right. three episodes before the finale. And yep. this would prove, prove that the writers had planned everything out from the beginning. Fuck off, you fucking morons. I hate you so much, Q's. I hate you so much, Lindelof. You lied. You fucking lied. Oh my God, I'm so angry right now. Um, so Paulie sure gets kicked out. Um, yeah, Paul Schreiber just gets kicked out, and that's in you know that that was kind of funny. That it was humorous. I forgot I forgot that would that it was him. Oh, there's also him. another uh, cameo by the stoner from that '70s guy show. Oh right, yeah. What's his name? Who gives a shit? What the name is? He's not famous. That '70s show guy. He's a no name actor. Who gives a shit? <laughs> what is he doing um, now besides fucking crying? And just using- I'm sure he's crying with all his syndication checks. I'm sure he's not crying at all. He's doing just fine. He's getting buco dolores. That's on Fox at any time that a made you know any time that it's rerun time, either before dinner or, or like late at night. I feel like that seventy show or Seinfeld is on. Or a baseball game gets postponed and that's yes. the show. Put that yep. on. That syndication money, son. What the fuck was that? And then uh, Ari has a, a, a little misogynistic. Oh line. yeah, a very horrible but, line. Where uh, he just goes, oh, don't talk to the girls. They're better to look at than hear what they have to say. He's like, they're better to look at it than listen to it, but okay. But um, you know what? And then they just, they're no, proof no, that wait, he wait, was wait, wrong. Wait, 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 wait. 
their follow-up is kind of proof that Ari was right. Right. Because they exactly. make the worst joke in the world. Like, what does the middle A stand for, Ari? Arrogant? Yeah. Asshole? And yeah. And they have the worst. They're clearly just models and have no training in acting. Yeah. It made me really sad because I'm like, oh, maybe they'll show up Ari up here. Nope. Yeah. They, nope. They're living proof that the Ari was right. He's vindicated. You have done so much to dis- damage a woman everywhere with that yeah. horrible joke. I was very And angry. then um, the final line, I think, of this episode, I think might finally put to rest our debate that was we, we've been planting seeds for this discussion back in season one and it's been carrying and us through seeds have come to fruition um and and maybe this this whole debate will be paid off questions will be answered tonight the debate who are adam what, and eve from lost whether or not uh ari is in fact a cheater and the final line of this episode i believe unless i missed one or two quick ones at the end was I wish I wasn't married is what he says while surrounded by all these beautiful women at the Playboy Mansion he says I wish I wasn't married now if he was a cheater why would he he wouldn't say that a cheater doesn't say that he's joking huh first of all I didn't catch that line nor did I care because I was so bored at the point because I thought you loved this episode oh no I liked it alright but this last scene is really disgusting because I cannot pay attention to what they're saying because the whole scene, they are surrounded by these beautiful women. Yeah. But none of them are saying anything. They're just there. Literally just like uh, decorations. Yeah. It was really gross. Like, literally no one is saying anything. None of them. They don't say any words. They're yeah. having this whole conversation. And at no point does anyone say, like, why? how do they get these girls over here just to sit by them and do nothing? Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like an ongoing thing of this show. Like, there was that, uh, I think the first, or was it the first or second episode of the season where there's like a, a per, uh, the perfect 10 model is literally talking to like other people, and Vince just says, Hey, uh, you're going to come fuck my friend now. And he like pulls her over. But I mean, at least she talks. She at least says she something. did. She had some dialogue. None of yeah. these girls say anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, I well, guess. Whatever. I'll uh, let you have your dumb fucking point. I don't care. Huh? This, this is the part. Where, well, this is the part where they're trying to cement that he's not a cheater. This right. is not. This is not put to bed the uh, earlier debates, my friend. I think it does. It does not because if you were a cheater, why would he give a no, shit? No, you, you fucker. Because now they're cementing uh, who Ari is now. Before the cement was wet, do not touch. It's still forming. So and you're saying they didn't know earlier? No, they did not know. Season one is rough. Okay. And season two is where Ari is becoming to become Ari now. Doug Allen, if you're listening to this, we'd like uh, answers on whether or not Ari was a cheater. And who were Adam season. and Eve on Lost? Who were Adam and Eve on Lost? And uh, why, why would anyone dedicate half of their final season of a hugely successful TV show to a, uh, a side flash plot line that doesn't make any difference to any of the characters we've been watching for eight years? Um Six years. We should also mention on the show, we almost started a Lost podcast. And then for some reason, Eric decided to mention, hey, why don't we do Entourage instead? And I foolishly said yes. Yeah, um, that's true. That's a little behind the scenes. Uh, a little behind the things. scenes drama, pun intended. Behind the scenes Johnny drama. Have you seen any of the uh, Entourage like promo posters for the film that they've been? Yes, you linked me to one with uh, Turtle goes, 
the driver. I'm like, what do you mean the driver? Are you making reference to drive? Because uh, he drives them around. I guess. Because he drives, he drives them in that pussy hole. My pussy hole? Listen, and then you, there was one with drama that I saw today. Save me the hole. There's one with drama today that I saw. Um, I guess they like push a new one every day on the Entourage Facebook. Uh, the one today looked like it was like a cutscene from like um, like GTA Five or something, but it was <laughs> drama. But it was supposed to be like a, a photograph of him, not like a CGI. But it looked so CGI. Great. So that's that. What do you think of this episode? It was good. What would I, you rate it out of? Probably uh, oh, out of out uh, of eight pussy holes. Oh, eight pussy holes. Uh, I give this up six pussy holes out of uh, eight. I give it about five. I thought it was an enjoyable episode. It didn't bother me too much, and I enjoyed myself watching it. Yeah, it same. Very maybe well. five and a half. And out I, of eight. there's really nothing objectable here. It's just like you know the classic. Entourage misogyny. Yeah. Always lurking um, in the corner, just waiting to pop out whenever it wants yeah, to. Yeah. But it's character, but it's making fun of misogynistic characters, right? Well, well, the whole last scene isn't because it's just like they're not talking at all. It's clearly the show's attitude to women. Well, no, I think it's the show like sort of saying, hey, Hollywood is so male dominated. Here, look no, at this. No, there's no way that crossed their minds. They're like, look at them fake nice titties. There's a whole bunch of fucking turtles walking walking behind the scenes, and they're just like, oh, like yeah, get some more tickets. I don't know. You might be right, but um, uh, I don't know. I, I like to play devil's advocate. The only devil here be- is turtle. Because my white creator told me to. Speaking of turtle, let's get on to the last and first segment of the night. Uh yeah. Um, do you uh? Should I introduce it? Uh, yeah, introduce it. So today is the uh, season two debut of Turtle Tales. We've been getting a lot of great feedback about um, about this segment. Well, you know, yeah, a lot of uh, great fan mail. Cormac McCarthy sent us a letter a few days ago. Cormac McCarthy, uh, yeah, I've been in, uh, engaging in a correspondence with Cormac McCarthy, the great writer of Blood Meridian and The Road. Well, he and, wrote it in the form of the judge, like basically giving you a thumbs up, which I thought yes. was really neat. Can yeah, it was really little, cool. Can you he kind of wrote a little bit it of that character. letter, though? What's up? Can you read a little bit of that letter he sent? Um, yeah. He said, uh, Dear Eric, Loving the work, I am God. Great. Yeah. That sounds um, just like Cormac himself, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've been getting a lot of fan mail. That's that's our celebrity fan mail. We get a lot of fan mail aside from that from fans, you know. A lot of teenagers, people. which is really weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know what that's from all Japan about. From Japan too. Hey, an audience is an audience. Um, so now we can say basi- we're big in Japan. Exactly, but basically, it's a piece of literary fiction. Uh, you know, sort of from the point of view. Very experimental. Of What's that? Very experimental. Experimental, yeah, and. Um, you know, this is sort of my attempt to sort of give voice, give gravity to the character of Turtle uh, through the written word. Okay, so the title of this Turtle tale is The Peephole. Hope someone it's all there, I say. The green bills dance against the muted maroon of M's bellhop jacket. He even has the hat to go along with it. 
each are adorned with braided golden rope that gives the ensemble a comic level of dignification. He finishes counting and nods curtly. Follow me, he says. He leads me out of a door opposite of the way I entered, which places us on the alley side of the hotel. Smells of off-all and emanate from the ink-colored night. He makes a quick right and another into a second, much smaller door attached to the same building. He leads me up the stairs where I hear the faint throb of house music. On second thought, it sounds more akin to breakbeat trance. We reach the third floor where I pass others just like me, people who are watching, people who are changing. We paid for this after all. I slow down as I near my usual nook, but M keeps walking. What's up, I say. Got something special for you ass today, M says. I keep up, giddy, but I'm careful to remember the most important rule of all. Silence is golden. We near the end of the corridor and push into a hollowed out nook suited for about one person. M pulls away a curtain revealing a peephole. He turns a small knob near the peephole and light from the adjacent room pours in. M leans in and allows his eyes to focus. He grins a grin reserved only for the world's devils. He licks his lip and lips and nods. I can open his throat right here and no one would ever know. What is it, I say. He finally stands aside. See for yourself. M begins to head back the way we came. Usual rules apply, he says. I know, no noise and no mess. You got it, he says. Thanks, Method Man. I wait until he's gone and I peer in. She's in her mid-twenties, but the pale blue slip she's wearing causes her breasts to look 37. And, well, again, indeed. She's alone except for the company of the television's soft glow and the half-spent half carton of Ben & Jerry's Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Dough ice cream. I feel the change begin, but I'm careful to not allow myself to relax too much. There's a strict no-deposit rule for these little viewing parties. M said if anyone ever made up any mess whatsoever, the whole operation would be shut down, without question. As such, if one wanted to create a deposit, he'd have to do it purely self-contained. I trained myself to deposit without any sort of contact stimulation when I was 13. Initially, I would be able to bring about a deposit through slight but noticeable movement of my legs. I'd bring my legs together and expand them apart. This was enough friction to cause me to spill it. Eventually I got so good at it that I didn't even have to move. A red sundress on a warm May afternoon in Mr. Mackey's history class. I was 16. For me, it was all about visualizing the object of my desire and contextualizing it within the parameters of my fantasy. Marcy Chode, my mom's kitchen, wearing that self-same sundress. A sigh, breathing, a hotel room, roadkill still breathing, wooden spoon, freshly baked cookies, afterbirth, Ice cream, wine-soaked breasts like a Dionysian revelry, 20 going on 17, enter the frame, partake, partake, partake. Now back to our sponsor, in, out, in, out, in, out. The wave is already climbing, peaking, I am God. The pandemic spreads, I am God, and it's over. A cold frostbitten chill in the tip of my loins, descend, descend. Descend. That's exactly how it goes down this time, but my deposit does not soil my $1,200 outfit. I've been wearing the sock all day. 
I had a feeling I would need it. What is a man without his instincts? This deposit will join the others before it, coalescing into a new elemental form. When I finally make my way outside, I'm surprised to feel the full force of the sun. Bleep, a text, it's drama. Where the fuck are you? PJ shopping for the mansion. The end. Powerful stuff. What'd you think of that? Beautiful. What was your favorite part? Uh, I bought the stuff where Turtle was having the thoughts go through his mind, partake, partake, very, very true to life. Very uh, good satire, I think. Very bold and very brilliant. Satire of what, would you say? Uh, the advertising the world. I think oh. Turtle might be a product of this world. That's what made him into the monster he is today. Okay. Is that what you're going for? Um, I, I hadn't considered that. I was just trying to sort of um, isolate and compartmentalize all the images that were flashing through his head to make him deposit and that's Maybe what, what you know like they live uh yeah i guess so Consume. but this was but he he needed to sort of these were his fantasies that that bring him to orgasm oh i wasn't listening to the whole thing i just listened to this part oh. we said that i kind of took my headphones off and said you know you know checking girls out okay cupid getting dates ready you know what i mean you know, yeah you know yeah, my player yeah i don't have time to listen to your bullshit sometimes you know i gotta have a break Remember, no women, uh, no, no relationships, no commitments. That's the yeah, rule no of this women. Podcast. That's the main rule of the entourage house. No women. No, uh, no commitments. That's the rule of this podcast. Oh yeah, the podcast comes first always. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. So that's been talking about turtle. We did a great ad, three. Great segment. How should we end tonight? Um. Your guess is as good as mine. With the one thing every good podcast needs. And what What's is that? that? A dance party. Uh, come on. Hey. Hey. Who brought the margaritas? Oh, yeah. That's what's Where that pussy go? Where that pussy go? Oh. Show me that pussy hole. Ho, the roof is on fire. Where'd that song go? No, the roof is literally on fire. No, I'm joking. That's a joke they made in the uh, 90s. Have you heard about the the, the the 90s? Where are you going? Come back. I'm getting a phone call. the music. I'm getting a phone call. Oh, you're getting a phone call? Hello? Who is it? That, that can't be right. Ugh. Well, fuck you too then. You're red of anger right now. Dude, they're shutting down the Kickstarter. What? <laughs>